Enjoy the show. Drive on Lugna. All the luggy and nuttiness will start as soon as we get our seven green flags, which seems a bit excessive. Um, to go on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube all at the same time for the 107th Lugnuts podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lugnuts. Welcome, everyone, to Lugnuts. We got Ford stuff, and there's a new king in town, the cheapest electric vehicle on the market. Hey, flip a Jeep. Electric Buick on a Merc recall. Ah, Valhalla. Lots of lug nuts on 10 sports cars that can take the abuse. Time tested, turns out. That and much, much more. We have a gigantic show for you. 13 stories or something. Right on over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find, soon after this podcast, the podcast we had with Dave Wiscavage, the Suburban Sasquatch director. It's a, It was an amazing podcast. You can find it on their facebook.com backslash pjandwh right now and watch it. Or you can watch last week's Lugnuts podcast Keeping white seats white, tailpipe stuff. As well as checking out Saturday through Friday, Walljanger Gaming. I'm going through the Old Republic. Big Brother is going through Elden Ring. You have been pulling in people with that Elden Ring build you've been doing. That's nice. I did a uh, a start this weekend uh, from uh, where you start off with 10 uh, flasks. And a bunch of other stuff. Took a couple hours uh, is the one I did on uh, Saturday, the first one. Yeah, that was the one that was pulling in people, man. You got a couple likes on it, and That's, it was really uh, good. It, so you want to start off strong. Yeah. That'll take you everywhere. Take you up. I went to the ele- upper elevator. I went to get the two, the four up way up top on mm-hmm. the road. Uh, you can't go in the city. Uh, I didn't go in the city because at level one, you can't beat. I can't beat that guy. Because they built that city on rock and roll. Just like this first story. Ah, Ford. Ford Bronco is having safety concerns. Do they have a photo of the Bronco down there? Mm, I hope so. No. No. Probably not. Oh, there we go. Safety concerns afford a federal investigation after 32 Bronco owners complained the problem seems to be that under normal driving conditions, without warning, the vehicle may experience power loss of and cannot restart. Oh. Catastrophic engine fa- failure on the 2.7 liter EcoBoost engine, according to the National Highway Safety uh, people. That is a shame. It is a shame. In related news, Ford recently hired a quality expert to fix shit. Um, sure, that's completely unrelated. Their stock is down 20%. Nobody, you know. Uh, so things aren't going well. Uh, 
actually, if you own a Bronco, it is going well for you because this is covered under the powertrain warranty, says Ford. Hey, so, hang on, I got a, I got a button for that. Uh, everybody loves when it's covered under warranty. Yeah, warranty. Uh, it's on the box. It makes you feel good. Yeah. If cars came in a box, oh yeah, just that would like. be weird. They do do unboxing videos though with cars. Yes, James May did one. Yeah, it's very popular. You've seen it, I know. <laughs> but if you're watching you, this, you've, you've seen it. But what you haven't seen is this next story because it's a secret. Ford is building, you can leave it on this picture for now. Ford is building a secret project in Ohio. Where'd the picture go? There it is, Ohio. This is the Ohio is. plant. They're spending $3.7 billion on factories in the Midwest. The Ohio plant currently makes the F Super Duty medium pickup truck. They, uh, this is the, the diesel or the gas, Yeah, I think. Uh, they pointed out in the story, yes, we still make this because you can't use batteries on the north face of Alaska if you're trying to haul no, you can't. anything anywhere. Well, it was like that one They're, they're going to need hydrogen up there, and that's the only way they're going to, because batteries will freeze. Well, it was like that EV story we had a while ago to where they were testing, and it, it, it was like, I think, Norway or some shit like that, mm-hmm. if the, to where they were trying to test those batteries. Oh, yeah, they're trying to get them up there, but conditions. But ultimately, I Keep trying to tell people it's going to be easier to you just know, invest in hydrogen. It, it'll be fine. Hydrogen, you know, for everyday use, electric will be fine. But, you know, if you're going a distance. If you're up in Alaska, that is what you need to afford. If you're uh, going for speed. Yes. It's when you're all alone. Yes. In your time of need. You need hydrogen. Or if you need a transit van, Ford's building them in Kansas. We suspect they're building an e-transit, an electric transit van for 2026. Or maybe we just need Beck. Okay. What we need might be this next story. That was a good segue. There's a new king in town for the cheapest electric vehicle. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the old king has been dethroned. The old king was a Nissan Leaf at 27400 You can get an electric vehicle in the past, but those days are gone. This one you can get for $5,900 less than the previous model. Oh. It's called the Chevy Bolt. No, 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 no. It's fine. They, 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 they fix the problems. This will, you can pick up a Chevy Bolt for $26,595. So it's nice to see they have an affordable option out there. And they fixed, they, they did, they did the recall. They fixed the problems. And if they didn't, you'll hear about it here next week. I do check every week. It yeah. is nice to see that yeah. Chevy has gotten their stuff mm-hmm. together and their Putting the bolt back together, they're even trying. though it's kind of ugly. Yeah, they're I trying. Guess. They're they really are trying to keep that rusted bucket of bolts together. Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, maybe maybe it's a li- the Millennium Falcon. Maybe it's a what was the name of the craft from um, Spaceballs? I don't remember. Comment below. But. Oh. 
<laughs> it may be like this, this next, next story. story. Which was a joint. That was a good segue. It's not like this next story, because this next no. story is all about Toyota. Hey. They're making the Toyota Corolla Cross Hybrid. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, SUV Corolla. 2023 will have a four-cylinder engine and a hybrid powertrain. Oh. Front or all-wheel drive, two-liter, four-cylinder engine, two generators, making a total of 194 horsepower. Zero to 68 seconds, EPA estimate combined of 30 front-wheel drive, 32 all-wheel drive. Okay. Currently, the sedan gets 52 miles to the gallon. That's a lot of driving. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it looks good, though. It It's not a bad-looking uh, SUV thing. You know, for Toyota, it's not bad at all. But what's Audi doing? Audi. Audi has all kinds of stuff. Brewing. And what's Audi doing? Audi, Audi has the new RS3. What is a four-wheel drive and built on a golf platform? That would be the RS3 for $58,900. But options could set you up quickly to $75K. Starts with the golf base, and then they add a 400 horsepower, a turbocharger, Inline five all wheel drive. The options are where they get you. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that's where you get like a. And the options are probably where the weight is. Just hypothetically, I mean that's where you get like an Integra, which is base at like a, mm-hmm. no, like thirty seven thousand, and that's where with the options and accessories you can get up to about like fifty, and that is normal now. Mm-hmm. But there's more. Two clutches that dynamically change torque distribution to each wheel to be ready for anything. That's awesome. Roden Track says it has similar, it has control similar to that of an electric car operating with independent motors. So that sounds fantastic for oh, a uh, traditional uh, car. Oh, it does. I'm just so sad that. We're seeing this transition of just, guess what? This is the last one. Yeah. Well, you know, eventually when hydrogen uh, shows up everywhere, I know I say this. Please! Hydrogen, please! Give me a regular car. I don't want an electric. Well, you're going to have an electric whether you like it or not for a while. Yeah. Well, the, the plus, there is more. It has options that include a ride comfort mode that's front-wheel drive dominant all the way to an RS torque rear and an aggressive ultra mode that unlocks the powers for wheel spin. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't need a little wheel spin? Pinky up. Road and Track author suggests that the tier choice makes all the difference 
the the tire choice. Oh, not tear choice. That I was, was like, what? I should have spelled like, maybe that. trim. Like maybe. maybe they're seeing the tears as that. Like, oh, tire uh, choice. No, that makes. Roden track suggests that the tire choice makes all the difference for performance. You want the Pirelli mm-hmm. P zero tires. It's a bit much, but if you're getting that package, you're already spending five thousand five hundred on it. You'll get the increased speed limiter and carbon ceramic brakes so you're saying you're just gonna pay for it wait there's more it has torque vectoring who doesn't need some torque vectoring i guess you can see the torque vectoring on all wheels those wheels are gonna vector yeah so they can vector for the perfect angle out of the corners all that torque is going to be vectoring in the right direction that's what you get from that car. Five cylinders are firing in one, two, four, five, three. Nurburgring time, seven minutes, 35 seconds. Mm. That's not bad. Not bad? Not bad at all. Man, man, that's Unlike good. this next story. Jeep. Jeep flips over. The Highway mm-hmm. Institute for Safety small crash test the 2022 jeep wrangler tipped over i don't know what the video is it oh. is literally that it's uh, and, and the an Bron- ad and the brawny man really and that jeep here's that jeep they did some this year's model got some structural changes in the front end that made it weaker it got a lower score than last year Oh, by the way, they've been flipping over. Jeeps flip over. Yeah. Uh, no, the 2019 model, that flipped over. They're going to flip over. It's a tin can with wheels. That's what it is. The IIHS said the sensor showed significant risk of injury to the driver's left leg and foot, meaning you're going to need some surgery. I like my left leg. I do as well, so I'm going to avoid a Jeep. You know, they do these crash tests for a reason. To tell you what to buy. Doesn't look like something I want to... uh, No. No. And also, the IIHS has made the top safety pick and the top safety pick plus honors a bit harder to get. So, it's a bit safer for Mm. you and me. So the, I, they, I hope nobody buys a Wrangler anytime soon. A lot of people. Oh, will. they're everywhere. Oh, they will. They're everywhere. Oh, around Kelly. Yeah. These side impact tests have a higher speed with a heavier barrier. The new nighttime pedestrian c- crash prevention test has changed. The headlights need to be good and acceptable to score a top safety pick award. Well, that's a good point because headlights are a problem, especially when you look at, like, the the LEDs. And at nighttime, some of them actually seem, like, too bright, you know, as opposed to, like, the halogen bulbs are just kind of, like, easy on your eyes. And you look at those LEDs, and they're just piercing. So, yeah, yeah. At least it's some kind of standard, you know? Yeah, well, they're making things uh, safer for everyone, and... Jeeps have always been known to flip over. A lot of them kind of solved that problem, but Jeep Mm -hmm. never really did, I guess. Well, once that Jeep flips over, they don't have to worry about cleaning it. 
That's the ultimate message. Because if you have to worry about cleaning your car, you're going to want to go right over here to Oreos Detailing. And, of course, my buddy Eric CV is going to hook you up right over there in Westchester. And the number is 484... What is it? Uh, 402-4334. Call them. Get an appointment today. Or email them at info at oreosdetailing.com. Absolutely, man. Get your car detailed right there in Westchester on Market Street. You can actually look at his Instagram, and he will show the different cars that he goes through day to day from the dirty point to the clean point and show you how clean your ride is going to be. And that is... Well, at some point, I'm sure he'll see this next story roll on in. I hope. BMW unveils the iX1. This will be BMW's cheapest vehicle to start. 35000 They're really trying to go for after everybody. It really is. It's a... A really nice price for a BMW. 35000 for That's a BMW. Great. They said, BMW said, two options will be available with petroleum and two with diesel engines. And later, it will be followed by an all-electric BMW iX1 xDrive 30. Dual motor drive train capable of 230 kilowatt hours. Kilowatt power? Kilowatt power. Kilowatt power, which equals about 133 horsepower. Front and rear axles deliver combined 313. What? What he I said say? 133. That was that is like shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> Not to throw you off, but three, 133. I, I, I got the letters uh, backwards, whole, I see. A whole bunch of different, but yeah, 313. I just had to front, correct that. Right. Front and rear axles have a combined output of... 313 horsepower and 364 torques. 265.7. 257 to 272 mile range is what you'll get. Cram those torques in there, man. They really, yeah, really stuffed them in. I think they just use a wrench and they just screw them in. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Or a pump. But you could pump us up to this next story. Mm-hmm. We're going to pump up a Buick concept. I wow. love this concept. This is fantastic looking concept. First electric vehicle of North American market for 2024. This is the Buick Wildcat. I think it looks fantastic. That looks so good. Buick Wildcat was a full-size sedan from 1963 to 1970, and they're bringing it back. This one looks fantastic. Go go down. There are more photos below. I will go down, but that those rims, man. Oh my god, they're fantastic looking. The whole car is just—it's delicious all over. I I like, even though it's a Buick, it looks a bit. All right, let's let's look at it from another angle. Sorry. I had to move her Possibly. So, anyway, that back end is horrible. But that end looks fantastic. It oh looks yeah. like you got some serious storage space back there. Oh, yeah. 
No, that's great. Yeah, well, well, some well, serious storage space back there. As long as the back end is, you know, open, it's nice. I don't it, mind it. It's different looking. I like it. Yeah, that's. I mean, I like. I that. like the front end. I like the back end. Love that logo, and then and then Wildcat. This is a nice. great looking car. It's very futuristic. A lot of the car companies are coming out with some very futuristic oh, man. designs. That front end. I like the uh, the Batman looking front end yeah. there with like the big air scoops. That like, is such a is Batman front end. Need it. Bruce Wayne would get into that Buick. Well, I look forward to seeing this one on the road. But what you won't be seeing on the road is uh. one million Mercedes Benz. Mercedes Benz. Issues a worldwide recall for 1 million cars due to a possible problem with the brake booster on the models of ML, GL, R-Class, and anything made in that between 04 and 15. That's a lot of cars. That's 1 million cars. 04 and 700,000 of them are in Germany alone. Don't you wish you could do that? In your job, be like, look, man, from 2004 to 2015, I was in the wrong headspace, so <laughs> I'm just going to recall anything I did at that point, and that's done. I don't, I don't think the world works that way. But you it know works that way world? for the automotive world. Be like, you know what? I fucked up. And newspapers. That's what the that. editorial section was. They had, like that corrections. <laughs> yeah, we said his name was... Paul, and it's really Ted. We're sorry. <laughs> we said his name was Daniel, but his name was actually Dennis, and uh, we, we were, were sorry. Do you remember Lancia? <sighs> Almost like I went right to that story before this one. Nah, this is the first time you're seeing it. Oh, Lancia has an exclusive rendering of their first full-size electric that will be coming to us in 2028. They released their 10-year plan, and this is part of what we got. He's got a 10-year plan. What is it? Not die? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was inspired by the first generation of Lancia. You know, those C-pillars are a real throwback to the glorious 1980s of the Italian marquee. There's something retro about this that I really like. It's not like. bad. It reminds me of that uh, that Dodge we were talking about the other day. Yeah, but the it Magnum or whatever. Kinda, you, you know those vehicles that they had in like Batman, the animated series? They were kind of just ambiguously 1950s, but had that retro look. It kind of mm -hmm. has that kind of retro look that it could fit into any kind of generation. You know, it's very nice styling. I mean, well, the they're making it nice. retro, so it looks like the Lancia Delta. Mm. Uh, it will have a massive battery mounted in the floor, capable of 87 kilowatt hours and, or 104 kilowatt hours. Rumor is they're shooting for 435 miles of range. That's about average. Everyone is shooting for about that well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I saw something uh, today that uh, auto company was shooting for like four uh, ninety seven. Like everybody's shooting. Like you got to the three three fifties. Now they're shooting mm -hmm. for that four hundred range. So I mean, you know, this time next year, I wouldn't be surprised if we have like five hundred as a standard. Yeah, yeah. If you think of like street parking, I don't think they're gonna let you put your electric plug on the street out in front of your house. 
That'd be some serious, like, infrastructure that they need I, to fix. So I'm thinking, like, if you have 400 miles, you're going to need that. So, if, like, if you park on the street. Like, you got to figure. If you're going to If you have, like, you, street parking, mm-hmm. you're going to need to go somewhere else to charge it. You can't charge it at your house. Unless you go. You might not be able to park right outside your house every day. Because the expensive route would be to just completely redo street parking and have oh. that, mm. that, like, you know, pay charge like almost like yeah, a that'd be horrible. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, the, and it also it meters. would also be a parking meter too. It'd Ugh. be a parking meter, electric charge, and yeah. you'd, be, you'd stick in your credit card, and you'd have to charge up your car, and then that would be street parking, and that sounds very George Orwell, and I don't want it. Well, what you do want is this next story. We went to a dark place. Ah, uh, there's nothing dark. About Valhalla. Mm. The Aston Martin Valhalla is is coming. But this problem's had some issues over the past, but let's just look past that and know that nice. it's here. Look at the They spoke car. about putting a V6 hybrid in it when they were all excited and they were announcing it. And turns out, and they asked them later, they're like, we have no idea how to do that. <laughs> we don't even have an engine. And they're like, oh, Okay. But it still looks like an Aston to me, and it will have the heart of an AMG Mercedes sourced V8 with hybrid assistance. That'd, that, be, like, that'd be like me promising that we're going to animate lug nuts every single week, and I have no animation. idea how to do that at all. Or no, experience. no, no. They know. They just, just like if you knew how to do it, but you didn't have the software, yeah. that wouldn't be the problem. Ah, there you go. This Mercedes-AMG V8 will be a 4-liter twin-turbo flat pane at the crank. 7,200 RPMs generates 740 horsepower. Rear axles, 150-kilowatt battery hybrid system consisting of two electric motors, one per axle, obviously. 201 horsepower, 9-4. Whoa, wait a minute. With uh, one per axle, with one of 201 horsepower, and another for 738, for 937 horsepower. Mm. Zero to 60, 2.5 seconds. Eight-speed dual-clutch transmission that was developed specifically for a hybrid powertrain. Limited slip diff. Yeah. And... They have a production version in the video below that celebrates motorsport. We love motorsport. Ah, good lord. <laughs> that is celebrating motorsport already. Right. Celebrating motorsport. They show you the car <coughs> that they've been trying to make forever. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a go-kart, and then it goes to the, the car that we've been talking about. It's a fantastic-looking car. And then they're showing all the... Historic uh, history behind uh, Aston, Aston Martin. Martin has been in racing in the past, back in the beginning. But so if you like racing, you're probably going to need a car that can take abuse. Mm-hmm. Here we have a list of 10 cars that can take an insane amount of abuse. Absolutely. We're going to go right down to number 10. Number 10 is the Lexus RC. 
Uh-huh. The RC initially released came with the T two hundred T three hundred H RC three fifty, and it's you know a Lexus, so that you doesn't surprise me. The because quality. yeah, because it's, it's, it's a Lexus. Looking, it's a good looking Lexus, and I mean Toyotas and that that brand of Japanese cars are just traditionally workhorses, and you can beat them down. Speaking of Japanese cars, let's hurry to get to this next one. Oh, I like that back end. I, I didn't. Know. I didn't look up Ooh. used cars for the Lexus. Anyway, but the Honda up next is a Honda, the legendary Honda S two thousand. Legendary car that has a lot that can be that is often heavily modified. It has a fifty fifty weight distribution. Honda's F twenty C. Ugh, D-O-H-C VTEC engine matted to a rear-wheel drive powertrain. Checked online, you can get one for anywhere from 20K to 40K. Okay. Depending on what you're looking for. Fair enough. Fantastic looking little car. Oh, yeah. If you can get one, that'd be a great car to have. Great convertible to have. Oh, 100%. Maneuverable. And look at that. I love it in the red. I love good. it in the red. But up next. Number eight. We have the Nissan 370Z. Mm. Made from 2009 to 2020. It has a 3.7 liter naturally aspirated V6. 332 horsepowers and th- 270 torques. You can get one used for 26 to 43. God help you if what it doesn't have a... Backup camera. It hasn't changed since from 2009 to 2020. Maybe updated like the electronics. Well, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like if it doesn't have a backup camera, you are not backing up anywhere in that car. Like my TL. TL. You're not backing that up anywhere without a backup camera because the end is very deceptive when you're in it. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic looking little car. Oh, I love them, especially the rev match. Because it's just a little button, so mm-hmm. you don't have to heel toe. You could just rev match that by pushing a button. And people have been rev matching this next one for a very, very long Number time. Number seven. The Chevy Corvette. I knew a guy. I worked with a guy who drove a Chevy Corvette every single day. Mm. That was his daily driver. Yeah, I knew this a guy, too. This car has been produced forever. The current legendary LS engine has constantly being been produced. Yeah, all the so, time. Uh, anywhere uh, 590 to 595 horsepower, 16 city, 24 highway. I saw a range uh-huh. from 14K for a 1996 Ooh. or to 65K for a 2018. You know, the 1996 one, that one might be fun. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Well, maybe if you're tired of your Lamborghini, you can get a used Corvette. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is, we have now the engine, the cars that can take abuse. I love that back end. That's part of Matt Man's favorite fan. Yeah, it's a fantastic looking uh, car. Gig. And if you want to get a petroleum engine, you better get it now. 
because this is the last one. Yeah. You're too far away for me to actually read your name, but thank you for commenting and watching. Number six. Number six. This your is a favorite. personal favorite of mine, the Mazda Miata, <laughs> a balanced driving experience on an easily maneuverable two-liter four-cylinder, 181, two-liter four-cylinder, 181 horsepower, zero to 60 in six seconds, heavily modifiable. Put a turbo on there or a supercharger, mm-hmm. get it faster than a 911. You get a use... From, uh, I saw a 2010 for 16K to a 21 for about 34. So you're you're waiting for your sponsorship from Mazda. or 16 is about the bottom. Mazda? Even if you get something older, you know, yeah. like one of the, uh, uh, they'd be a historic car now. Oh, yeah. They'd be oh, a historic yeah. car. That's, that's Great. something. Great stuff. I mean, the, the Miatas, man, they are legendarily fun to drive. Yeah. You're the the uh, British sports car style with that Japanese reliability. Exactly, man. Meeting of the minds. Ma- making a perfect car. Which is just like the Number Porsche five. 911. Generations. This car has been produced mm. since 1945 when something stopped happening and then someone started making cars. You can get a used one for 32K. That was a 99. Or you could get one for 265K. Okay. There's a few of them. Legendary car. It's great it's driving legendary experience. because they never change it. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to use one. It never changes. Not in this country. The look of that Porsche, the 911, it never changes. Ever. It's always the same. No, no, it has changed from the first model, but just a little bit. They do that so your car doesn't depreciate very much. Like the old Buick, they'll depreciate. Well, they might depreciate depending on. Let me get my eraser. There we go. New model. Right. Let's move on to the next one. Number four. Next one is Ford Mustang, another time-tested engine that is basically same, the same big V8 forever. Yeah, and ever. It's a car we all know, the car that's all in our dreams. Well, some of us. I saw a used 2002 for $1,995, or I saw a 1965 for $122,965. So, so if you want a project car, yeah. this is the car to get. But also, just to the name Mustang, mm-hmm. Ford is like one of those companies to where they're looking at this next generation of EV or hydrogen, wherever you're going, and they're saying, no, we are taking the Mustang with us. And you have your Mustang EV. You, they already immediately put it in there, so you already have that Mustang name in your mind. So wherever this market goes, mm-hmm. this is our brand we are still going with, and we are still going with our idea w- of this car. In the 90s. And they're just moving their chest pieces forward. 80s and 90s, that they struggled on look. 80s especially, because they went with that fast The 90s, they, they kind of recovered there. Yeah. 
The 90s was a popular look, and they kept that, that all was it, a it was decade of a car. When did they redo the look? 93? I want to say, yeah, like, nine, like 90, that? it was around there, early it was like 90s. like 89, they still had that, that butt ugly. Yeah, but then they switched it, and that one, they kept, I want to say, into the uh And they slowly uh, evolved it into the Mustang that we see today. Yeah. But... Really great looking. There's more. Like, look at that one. Oh, kind of reminds me of that, uh, you know, Eleanor in Gone in 60 Seconds, Nick Cage. Yeah. Amazing movie. Yeah. With a Mustang as the centerpiece that you want to grab. But number three. Toyota 86, a track-focused <sighs> car with performance similar to the Mazda MX-5, making it a great alternative and also a cheaper option. Mm-hmm. I saw, I don't think it's cheaper. The used market was about uh, 20K for a used one to about, at the top end, uh, 31.2, and both of those had an accident. The nerdy internet got this car um, made back because the AE86, or Torino, was uh, made popular in my one of my fav- personal favorite anime, Initial D, because the main protagonist drew an AE86, and the 86 they brought back mm-hmm. with Subaru and the BRZ, and as well as the FRS with Toyota, and then they keep going on with the 86 line because it was made popular by that anime, and um, not just because of that. Um, you know, not you know there's solid engineering behind it. Exactly. Just like. Because it was focused on driving. And oh, yeah. That's why people like that anime, because you could, if you were a drifter, you could look at that and say, no, that's actually correct, what they're saying there. That's what mm-hmm. you do with the car. And that is why this car was a perfect downhill drifter. There's another perfect car that can also two. take a beating. This Ooh. one, I think oh. everyone loves the Toyota MR2. Yeah. Rear-wheel drive, wonderful car, the poor man's Ferrari. Wonderful car for corners and mountain passes. The Mm. non-turbo version is known to be more reliable than the others. That'll take a better beating than a 1950s housewife. Oh, but the used market. You can get a used 04 Spider for about $7,000, or you can get an 02 for about $18,995. Hmm. So very nice. This one's within reach for everyone. Uh, Six thousand dollars. That's another perfect project car. Mm-hmm. You, you can find one, something that you can do to, and something wonderful to restore. There's something about like the MR2 that really looks Pixar. You know, it looks like Cars. Like that car yeah, has a classic, personality. Yeah, the classic look. That flip up and those lights always yeah, pop up headlights. When those motors went bad, man, that <laughs> thing was the one of the first. Like, are you kidding me? It's that much. That was that kind of part. Like, it, it, good lord, it was a bad idea, but it was cool. A lot like this next car, number one. So in everyone's hearts, an Integra, not the new one. No, the Integra. The real one. The, not the new one. The used market, all I saw was two that were from 01. You could and have. Actually, just to interject, it, this is actually a Japanese Integra, and in America, this would be a, a RSX, if I'm 
being nitpicky because that's well, a RSX it says Integra, and I look for one in the used market, and you can get a 2001 for $5,201 or yeah, that's why, cause one for $3,999. Yeah. That is all. Yeah, because the Integra had a, such a long line. Towards the end, Japan just got selfish, and they said, no. And a lot like what they did with a lot of their media and stuff, they just gave America a different name. So they gave this to RSX, but they kept it as like the last kind of generation of Integra in the uh, Japanese market. And I mean, this it is, it, it just looks like a completely different car than the RSX that we got. So, I yeah. mean, especially because it, well, this one is Honda. not a bigger, fatter, wider Civic. No, it's very sleek. But if you have a bigger, fatter, wider Civic and you love it, uh huh. Pop over to pjandwh.com. We'd love to hear from you. You want to hear about motorcycles, boats? I'm not covering boats. Tugboats? Tugboats. A, a lot of torque can get out of a, a tugboat. Lot of torques on a tugboat. Spaceships. Mm-hmm. Very big big engines on the tugboat. Over to pjandwh.com. Contact us. Type it. Type, type it up here in the box. and Click that subscribe or submit button, and that's how you're going to get our attention. Of course, it does not matter if you drive a Ford or a Maserati. Nothing rolls without lug nuts. We'll see you next week, gang. Until then, drive on! Now, what is your dispute? It's a long show. It was a very long show. Very long. There were 13 stories, and then a really long one. Thanks for joining us this week. I can't give you guys rubs, but I can give him rubs. You know, it'd be really weird if I gave you guys rubs. And very expensive. Like, all right, who who watched the video? All right, I got to go there and give him rubs. Very awkward, too. Hello, I'm the Matt Man. I'm here to give you rubs. No. We'll see you next week, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs> Free rubs all around. Play on my tangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. <laughs> a lot like recognizing that subscribe button right there. And then the very best per jangers and wall hangers video right above my head for you. And above Big Brother said, all 107 Lug Nuts podcast for you to enjoy. And of course, it does not end till our main man, Connor, says... Drive on Lug Nuts. We'll see you next week, gang. Bye-bye. Drive on Lug Nuts.